UNF is accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome. This is Latinx. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen and Design, your resident chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening-supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. You are listening to the Sunday Forum. Keep it tuned. WMNF Tampa. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Communities across the Deep South are reeling in the aftermath of a deadly tornado that hit Mississippi and Alabama late Friday night. Officials say at least 26 people are dead and dozens are injured. NPR's Debbie Elliott reports a Secretary of Homeland Security and the FEMA administrator will be touring the damage today and meeting with state and local officials. In the small town of Rolling Fork, Mississippi, the powerful tornado flattened neighborhoods, took out most of the business district, and ripped the roof off City Hall. Larry Bradford is a pastor and former mayor of a nearby town who came to help with relief efforts. He says the road ahead is daunting. Rebuilding, it's going to be a long process. The local lumber store that supplied all of the materials to build they got wiped out. The, all of the stores where we would normally get stuff at, your Dollar Generals, your family dollars, they're gone. Gas stations, gone. President Biden has approved a federal disaster declaration to aid in the recovery. Debbie Elliott, NPR News, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. To Pennsylvania now, officials in West Reading say time is running out in the effort to find any more survivors in the rubble of a chocolate factory that exploded Friday night. One person was found alive yesterday, but four remain unaccounted for. And Julian Abraham of member station WLVR says local police have confirmed that three people are dead from the blast. The explosion destroyed one building at the R.L. Palmer Chocolate Factory. Another building on the property was damaged. Emergency crews have been sifting through the rubble in search of those still unaccounted for. Chad Moyer is the fire chief of West Reading. He says rescue efforts are increasingly crucial. Due to the violence of the explosion and the amount of time that has passed, the chance of finding survivors is decreasing rapidly. Moyer says state and local fire investigators are now involved in trying to determine the cause of the blast. For NPR News, I'm Julian Abraham in West Reading, Pennsylvania. To Hong Kong now, where the first protest has taken place since China imposed sweeping restrictions on the rights and freedoms of people living in the territory. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. This rally was tiny and orderly compared to the mass political protests against the Chinese government held in Hong Kong a few years ago. Just a few dozen people came out to complain at a land reclamation project, which will be used to build rubbish collection facilities. Even so, the protest was closely monitored by the police. Participants had to display numbered tags and were banned from wearing masks. It's not clear whether the authorities in Hong Kong will allow other protests with more overtly political objectives. And you're listening to NPR News from Washington. The Pentagon says there are no signs that Moscow is planning to use its nuclear weapons and that there is no reason to adjust the U.S. nuclear posture. The Defense Department issued a statement after Russian President Vladimir Putin announced plans to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. He claims the move is a response to Britain's decision to provide Ukraine with armor-piercing rounds containing depleted uranium. The deployment would be the first time since the mid-1990s that Russia has stationed nuclear arms beyond its borders. The beloved Mexican children's comedian Javier Lopez, better known as Chabelo, has died. He was 88 years old. And Piers Chloe Veltman reports he was an enduring presence on TV throughout Latin America. Over a career spanning more than six decades, Chabelo made dozens of movies and musical albums. But he is most famous for his weekly TV show En Familia con Chabelo. Dressed in children's rompers and speaking in his signature squeaky voice, Chabelo hosted the family-friendly show every Sunday morning for 40 seven years. Here he is in 1994 explaining the rules of one of the show's many contests to four little kids as their moms look on. Sally? 
the performer made it into the Guinness Book of Records for the unprecedented longevity of his on-screen character. Chloe Veltman, NPR News. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has been released from a rehabilitation facility. He'd been receiving physical therapy there following a fall earlier this month. He says he'll be working from home for the next few days. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Annie E. Casey Foundation, publishers of The Kids Count Data Book, providing data on the well-being of children, youth, and families. Available at aecf.org. 88.5 WMNF wants to hear from local artists like you. If you're a poor around Tampa Bay, go to our website at WMNF.org. From there, click on Ports of the Month under the Programming tab. If you're selected, your poem will be broadcasted on our airwaves. Be one of WMNF's first Ports of the Month by going to WMNF.org. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now! You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it online at WMNF.org slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. Hi, I'm Sean, and I hope you tune in to my interview show called Tuesday Cafe every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 WMNF. I interview environmentalists, politicians, social justice activists, academics, and other experts about topics that impact you right here in the Tampa Bay area. I focus on issues that are important locally and across the whole state of Florida. The show is called Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. It's every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, and on WMNF.org. This is Walter Elspeth II, the host of the Sunday Forum, each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 a.m. The Fourth Estate and I do research and have intelligent conversation with each and every one of you. And we love it. We love bringing you the best in radio programming here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. And right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Tampa. And we're taking your telephone calls. You can call us at 813-239-9663. We are talking about uh, the political climate in the state of Florida and the fact that that could be exported across the country and around the world, this fascism. And uh, as a result, the NAACP has called for a travel advisory on the state of Florida. We're talking about it and all of the assault that is coming down here in this state. We want to hear from you. You could also write us, writing DJ at WMNF.org. Walter L. Smith is the second, is the host for the Sunday Forum, and he joins us. Uh, taking your telephone calls, but don't forget the number. Call us at 813 239 9663. I like that music, man. Yeah, the music. There's more of that music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Walter, the uh, United States is contemplating a new race ethnicity category. Uh, <laughs> this uh, proposed changes have fueled editorials, think tanks, essays, and more than 4,600 written comments by individuals to the U.S. government in what is almost a Rorschach test for how Americans identify themselves. Among other things, the proposal would create a new category for people of Middle Eastern and North African descent also known by the acronym MENA, who are now classified as white. Did you know that? Yes. They say they have been routinely undercounted. They also would combine the race and ethnic origin questions into a single query because some advocates say the current method of asking about race and separately about ethnic origin often confuses Hispanic respondents. And the White House Office of Management and Budget is set to decide on new classifications next year and is hosting three virtual town halls 
on the subject this week. Uh, I don't know. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, man. Ain't nobody confused. That's a lie. Okay? That's a lie. Them North African, if you're North African, <laughs> you know if you white and if you black. Don't even, just stop. Stop with that. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Okay? Yeah. It's it, a choice. Come People on, man. Money. Come on, man. Don't, 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 let's, let's, you know, stop with that. Stop with that. I'm so I'm so tired of people. Man, you know, why do you hate yourself so much? Why do you hate yourself? Why do you hate your nappy hair? You know what I mean? Why do you hate your brown skin, your beautiful brown skin, your dark skin? Why do you hate it so much? All right, stop Marcus. Marcus Garvey. Stop. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. You know, it, it, this is all white supremacy. Yeah. This whole thing of determ of, of 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 confusion all of a sudden. Now people confused. What you confused about? You confused because <laughs> a white man determined is, is finally trying to determine or determining again whether or not you're gonna what you're gonna label yourself? Mm -hmm. Really? That's all. It's been skewing the white population as well, though. If they've been counted as white, they've been classified as white during census counts. Every ten years, if once in a decade count. No, that's giving them. That's giving them an out. That's what it's giving them. It's giving them an out so that North Africans who are who are who are in fact there, there are people in North Africa that are still predominantly those numbers are still predominantly Afro Asiatic. I mean, these these people have nappy hair. They have African blood that is predominant in their blood, in their DNA. These people are Afro-Asiatic. So that, 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 let's, let's, not, let's not mince words about what it is. It's been that way since the time of the Roman Empire. It's been that way. It's, the, the changes happened since invasions, the whole nine. And we still have people who are running around here with nappy hair and brown skin talking about they're white. They're not. You are not white. Just stop. Just stop. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what. No, no, I tell you what, though. I tell you what. Let's let's put it to the test, okay? Let's put it to the test, and let's see how much you are loved down here in the South. They'll let you know. They'll let you know real quick. Go to Boston. Go, go to South Boston. Mm -hmm. They'll remind you whether or not you're black or not. <laughs> okay? You can let that census fool you if you want to. You can let that census fool you if you want to. But you call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. You define yourself however you want to define yourself. But I guarantee you, when when the when it's, it's time for the the nut cutting, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> You'll be on the chopping block right along with the rest mm -hmm. of us. Or the firing squad, which is a lot a lot of right wing legislatures are trying to bring back. Stop, man! I just, just, just you know just stop it, stop it. You just just you know just, just black. Black, they black, black, black. Stop it. You know, Cubans, stop it. Puerto Ricans, stop it. Dominicans, stop it. All y'all just stop. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> All them people fought for your liberation out there from out of slavery. And you talking about, I'm white. What you talking about, you white? What, what, what are we talking about here? What? You know better than that. You know better than that. Anyway, let's 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 get back. Let's get back to it. Anyway, well, we are taking your telephone calls eight one three two three nine nine six six three, or you can write us DJ at WMNF dot org. You know, we have a a legislature in Florida that is considered a figurehead legislature, <laughs> and uh, at least one North Florida lawmaker said his reasoning is. Lawmakers only did what the governor told them to do anyways all this year. Uh, and this is the first governor, he says, this governor is the first to assert executive privilege as a legal strategy to defy public records laws, which is why we have a skewed count on COVID and he can walk around and tell lies about what he did or didn't do during the pandemic. Uh, he's restricted peaceful protests on the grounds of the state capitol. And now they, you know, with this private police, you know, he's going to try to call in to prevent a large march on the Capitol, a large march on Tallahassee that 
doesn't agree with him. <laughs> you know, if you agree with him, then he'll probably pave the way for you to come and show uh, support for him. But if you don't, but if you don't agree with him, probably gonna go to jail. you're going to be faced with police in Fel- your a face. Felony. Yep. A felony for doing it. So that's that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. But let's... Let's let's talk about this this thing, okay? Um, that happened last week, all right? And 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 I'm gonna tie it all in to what's happening right now, okay? Last week I had the 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 honor of being a representative of Sierra Club to go to Washington D.C. and work with Earth Justice organization that is geared towards uh, environmental justice and dealing and, and, and meeting people from uh, across the United States uh, who are from El Paso, Texas, and organizations like um, uh, Centro for, uh, Centro Obrero, Obrero de La Mujer Obrera. Um, then you had another one. You have LULAC, uh, which is the um, the League of United Latin American Communities. Uh, then you have the uh, citizens, excuse me, and then you have um, Mujer Obrera. You have people who were from El Paso, from Laredo, uh, organizations like uh, Green Latinos, um, environmental community advocates from Galena Park, and you have, which is in Houston, Texas, and then you have people out of the Air Alliance in Houston as well. You had people out of the uh, Center for Community Action and Environmental Justice, also from uh, members of LULAC out of uh, out of or, uh, Ontario, California. I didn't even know there was an Ontario, California, until just now, till this weekend. And so, so last week, literally, we went out and we were on Capitol Hill. And the reason we were on Capitol Hill was because, and we met with the White House Climate Policy Office as well. Uh, the reason we were on Capitol Hill and in talks with the White House and with EPA was because we were discussing the issue around particulate matter. Now, particulate matter meaning dust or soot, in this particular case, soot. Uh, soot is made up of little particles, obviously, dust that gets into the air and is released by combustion plants or uh, by some sort of mining activity or whatever it might be. But it's like a dust that gets into the airways and you are, and, and it will make you sick, very sick. There were, there was, there was a little girl who was there. The little girl got, has asthma, man. And she was there with her parents. The son has asthma. They had just moved from uh, one part of California down into Texas for a job. And the son, the, the oldest son is sick with asthma. And then you have people, they, they described things that were horrible the learning disorders, the schools that were there were, were right there by plants. People put plants right there, what they call maquilas or maquiladores, right there by the schools, and they're releasing this dust into the air uh, or effluent into the groundwater and things like that, and these people are sick. You understand I me? Mean, sick. Why? Because there were rollbacks during the Trump administration. Oops. During number 45's administration. You know who. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know who. Uh, administration that actually allowed and opened up the floodgates for big businesses to actually release these things into the air or into streams. Okay? Are, are you listening to me? They're doing this around the United States, and Florida is no different. Florida is no different. There are violations all out there, and these are human rights violations. These people are dying. Florida could be next. And when I say next, I'm talking about we're, on, we're well on our way. We are well on our way. With the type of industrial operations we have here, with the type of rollbacks that were done with the last administration, uh, and, 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 you know, they allowed, they allowed people to get away with murder, literal murder, okay? And these people are, are going there and they're, they're pleading for their lives. So what we were doing was we were meeting with different, uh, different people from the energy Committee, uh, from the Public Works Committee, it, people uh, we, we met with Kathy Castor's representative there, and we met with the, as I said before, the White House Climate Policy Office, and we met with the EPA 
top officials, uh, right-hand people to Michael Reagan, who is the black, by the way, black man, who is the head of the of the EPA right now, the EPA uh, administrator. So we met with them this past week, and in meeting with them, one of the things we did was we, we talked about the constraints that need to be put on particulate matter. We need to make sure that there are constraints to reduce the amount of particulate matter that is, re- that is released into the air now. We cannot increase the amount of particulate matter that's into the air um, in order to, in order to, uh, in, in hopes that somehow the human endurance for this whole thing is going to change. That's not going to change. You know, lead is lead, and the human, the human uh, threshold for for exposure to lead is what it is. It's not going to change. Right. You know. You know, and, and 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 that's what we were telling them, and that's what they were listening to, and that's that's what we were fighting for while we were up there. And let me tell you right now, we better get to fighting for it down here, because the releases that we're getting from our energy company are not okay. The danger that they have right now, that's just sitting there, that's just lurking, and they call it coal and coal ash, it's not okay. We have a disaster. You're going to be exposed, folks. You're going to be exposed. The stuff that's coming from these petroleum companies right now, they're trying to get away with murder because they're allowing. What's happening is these companies are releasing things into the atmosphere and into your waterways right now that we are eating this fish, we are drinking the water, we are breathing the air, and we are exposing ourselves to things right now that are that are putting you at risk for cancers, for nerve damage, for all types of uh, disorders regarding uh, uh, birth weight, uh, low birth weight babies, babies had not even have a chance, man, to breathe fresh air. Fresh air, the little lungs are burning. You understand? The little lungs are burning with every breath they take. And if that does not move you in some way, if that doesn't move you, you're not a human being. There's something wrong. This is what I'm talking about with liberation. And these fools in, in Tallahassee are going to sit right there and allow it to happen with their little preemptions to let these businesses do what they want to do so they can make all their money and continue to burn these fossil fuels. Uh, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's another one of their their uh, woke wars, anti-woke wars, is to go after uh, pension fund managers in states that are not, that are defunding their pension funds are not investing in fossil fuel companies and fossil companies that still engage in fossil fuel development. Uh, they're taking the, they're, the the Republicans are going to war against anyone who goes to war with fossil fuel polluters. Unbelievable. So I mean, it's like this is another one of their their wars. They want to wage war on progress. Unbelievable. And they think it's not progress to stop this. They think it's, it's not pro, uh, progressive to stop it. Uh, that, that we're, not, we're not making any... What are we doing? We're not being... We're not uh, dependent, fuel dependent. Uh, we, we, no, I'm sorry. We're being fuel dependent, mm-hmm. not fuel independent. Right. Listen, I'm all for independence, man. But there's no... But, but when you can't watch the fuel lines, when there was no oversight on fuel lines throughout the United States by the last administration, and you got the leaks and fires and things like that that were happening out there in our national parks and on, on native land, on native land. Come on, man. There's something wrong with that, mm. man. There's yeah. something wrong with that. They didn't care a damn about those people. And these folks right here are sitting right here on the fence line of all these, of all these types of uh, these operations. And you, you know how many black, or, black communities are sitting on, the, on these fence lines? Come on, man. We sit on these fence lines every single day. They're right there next to us with their radiation and their, and, and their, and their emissions from, uh, from, the, from the stacks, from the plume stacks. Come on. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. A guy said to me one time down in East Ebor, he says to me, he says, you know, I, you know Tico has, has a power plant right here in the black community. I, when I was a kid, I wondered why I was there. I still wonder to this day. <coughs> Pardon me. You know, I, I still wonder to this day if my own slight asthma was because of where I was brought up. You know, mm-hmm. there's a 
thing called Cancer Alley, you know, and I have many family members. In fact, my sister just bought a house near Cancer Alley, you know, near Baton Rouge. And this this is an 85-mile stretch. That encompasses seven parishes between Baton Rouge and New Orleans, Louisiana. It's about a quarter of the country's total petrochemical production and several pipelines, oil refineries, and other gas and oil operations add to this region's toxic load. It's what we call Louisiana's Cancer Alley. And, you know, I, I wonder, you know, a lot of my own conditions, a lot of conditions of the kids, the kids that are being born to this day in my family, you know, struggle with breathing problems. You know, so, you know, this is something that we really have to be concerned with and and hold companies accountable. Absolutely. Call in 813-239-9663, 813-239-9663. We want to hear from you this morning on the Sunday Forum. Uh, We got two calls. Yeah, we do. And um, we got some people who are writing in as well. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Uh, good morning, uh, peace and blessings. Good morning, morning. Queen Mother. How you doing? All right. I want and congratulations you. on your son's return. Oh, thank you, brother. I want to thank you for all of your work, your knowledge, you. your continuing to educate us around this uh, environmental question. It is real. We just have to have the courage to fight to live. And it's just, just equally uh, the same when we think about the, the tap to the water, the, the water, the tap, the toilet water that has been, that the city tried to impose on us. And we had courageous city council persons. I'm thinking about uh, uh, Booz, uh, Hertek, and Bill Carson, you know, right. just trying to educate us. So we got to be willing to accept all of that. But in the voice and the thoughts of Brother uh, James Brown, say it live, I'm so blessed and proud (laughs) to be who we are and who I am. I'm thankful uh, for Sister Yvette Lewis in the spirit of Ida B. Wells uh, sounding the Mm -hmm. alarm on the conditions of what's going on here in the state of Florida. And so now, like through your message and others' message, we have to make the decision on how history will see us. This right. is the time right now. It ain't no 50 years ago. It is right now for us to make a courageous and bold stand that when our culture, our history, our identity, and our state of existence is on the line, whether it is environmental, drinking water, culture wars, what. We got to be on the right side of history. So thank you, brother. Thank you, brother Mabili. Keep up the good thank work you. and just keep on beating that drum until we get it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You got it. You got it. Thank you. Will do. All right, man. You know, we, we got we got to keep. She's right about that, man. We got to keep beating that drum. Bro. Oh yeah. You know, gotta we keep. got to. Education is is key. We we got we got to make sure that we're educating people about what's happening. So they can make clear cho- clear choices about what it is they're, they're supporting or not supporting, right? But also so that we can know when we're being duped. Mm-hmm. Right. We're being we're being killed. This right here, this folder that I'm holding in my hand right here, this right here contains a series of meetings that was this wasn't a joke. This was serious. We went there. It wasn't no vacation. We were in hard bottom shoes, walking up and down Capitol Hill catching Ubers from one side of, of D.C. to the other in conference calls all day long. I mean, and I'm talking about giving these people the what for. Mm. And I'm not, you know, and we're demanding, not requesting or asking, <laughs> no, demanding that they do something about this. You know, you can't have particulate matter at, at such a high rate and then you expect people to live off of it, man. These are kids. These are, these are these are adult these are human beings, you, you know. Do that do that mess somewhere else, but contain it. Contain it. It's the same thing with this gun thing, man. Listen, man, leave that somewhere else. Let them south, south when they were doing it in South Africa, man. You know, take that out. Of, you know, they didn't they didn't like it then. They don't like it now. Take that somewhere else. We don't need that in Florida. 
We don't need that no permit stuff in Florida, man. No. Right. You walk around with no permit and concealed weapon. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You know how many people are going to get killed because of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why we have a oh, just one more reason why a travel advisory was in, was an intelligent move. Absolutely. Uh, not just because of the environmental degradation, but also the guns oh my and God. the political assault that is taking place in this state. People need to be made aware. You want to go back to the phone lines? Yes, let's uh, do it. 813-239-9663. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Okay, this is David Sinclair. Hey, Dave, what's going on? Hello, calling in. I want to give a shout out to Brother Walter Smith II. <laughs> um, I too was with Brother Walter and the third member of our Hillsborough County delegation up Sam DC. Yes. And my shout out is also to say that the Hillsborough County delegation of environmental activists, we were in the house. We're present, and I think that we represented the many Hillsborough County activists on climate and environmental issues. As Walter was saying, we were in the house up there in D.C. Um, we did go to the offices of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. We also went to the White House Climate Policy Office. We did a video with them, virtual. Also went to the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee. And as Walter mentioned, we went to the EPA Office of Air and Radiation and Office of Environmental Justice. But the most important thing as Walter was saying is that we were there. We spoke the truth. Walter spoke very often on behalf of those back home. And we use social media very much. But the presence, the voice of those from Hillsborough County was there, and I think we need to be proud of the fact that we spoke on behalf of those in our community. And those who could not go with us, we carried your voice with us. Absolutely. Mobili, you are in the presence of angels here. Walter was right. on our wings. Okay. <laughs> and those of us who are listening in, Brother Zatulio also and Brother David who are listening to us, we were there on your behalf also. So in conclusion, we're all on the same rowboat. We're not isolated, but we are there. And keep this up, Walter, because your voice is very important on this radio program. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Dave. It, uh, yeah. Let me tell you, this this man here, for as long as I have been doing this, this man has been at everything. I mean, never takes a, never never takes a break. Never, I don't even think he sleeps. And I'm talking about like 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 David Sinclair is everywhere. That rhymed too, didn't it? You know, he made a T-shirt says David Sinclair is everywhere. <laughs> <Sounds good to me. laughs> So, you know, it, it, I mean, let me tell you, man, Dave, thank you for everything that you do, brother. Um, shout out to Sam Wong. Um, Sam was there. Uh, he's a local artist and outstanding brother. We really appreciated his presence and, and the words that he spoke while there. Uh, Sam is one of those people who gave testimony to his condition here as well because of his move from where he was. Um, I forget where he was initially. But he was not in Florida. And when he moved to Florida uh, a couple of years ago, his asthma that he had was was irritated badly, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and was and and it got it was it was so bad because Hillsborough County has one of the worst it has the worst air quality in the state of Florida. Hmm. I mean, that's the American Lung Association saying that. Okay, you know, I, I, I'm not me saying it. You know what I'm saying? So these are these are things that we have to. No. You know, you would think that that was the case. We have a very delicate ecosystem, man, and, and it's affecting people in ways. Just because you live in East Tampa doesn't mean it's not affecting you. It is affecting you in ways that you have no idea. No idea. When you look at that electric bill every month, yeah. 
Yeah, this mm-hmm. is why you have to be conscientious. You know, I wish I had been more conscientious about it before I moved here. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I wouldn't have moved here because I love the sunshine. Right. But right. I did need to be aware of the air quality here. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Dave, thank you so much, man, for calling in. We appreciate you, David Sinclair. Thank you. He's the head of uh, LULAC right here, uh, which is the League of uh, United Latin American Citizens. Right here in, uh, 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 what is this? This is 7259, correct? Yes, that's our council. Right, council 7259. And we do have membership in the state of Florida. All right, all right. Come on and join LULAC. Join LULAC. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. We got more callers. 813-239-9663. Walter. All right, all right. Uh, You know, we have... All of these issues that are happening, and we've got to get people mobilized. Right now, you know, stay in your lane. You know, whatever it is that you're comfortable with, that's fine. You work with what you're doing. You know, like for instance, Sister Connie deals with housing, right? And where we overlap, we will meet. You feel what I'm saying? Where we overlap, we will meet, and we will concentrate those efforts where they need to be in order to make certain that, that there's justice done. And and I think that that's one of the main things that we that we're trying to convey to everybody right now. Yeah, we overlap one way or another. Right. We're going to overlap. We're going to run into each other, and we right. need to make certain that we are in. Put all those differences aside. Whatever differences we might have, put them aside. Let's get this justice. Right. Let's get this justice. Maybe that's we should what study we the the abolitionist movement and find out how best to organize better. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, but. It's gonna take it's gonna take some real public education. Uh, I know on the twenty second we have a environmental justice health fair that I'll be doing down in Progress Village. Now watch out now because this is important. What the reason we're doing this public health, uh, this environmental justice public health fair is because we need to have data. Mm-hmm. We need information. We need to know where if if anybody has asthma. In certain areas, we need to be able to identify where you live mm-hmm. and and the and, and the asthma. If you have asthma, we need to identify. And it. is it being exacerbated? Exactly. And we need. Guess what? No other government. The, the local government is not going to do it. Local government is not going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. And that's what they did out in Laredo. That's what they did in El Paso. These people. They had high school dropouts predominantly, right? These people. These people don't know science like this. Right. You know, and they, they took it upon themselves to learn the science and then go out there and do testing themselves with the water of the people and everything. Well, school's a good place to start, get young people engaged yes. and involved and, and understand the, the universe they live in. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Well. Uh-oh. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. We can hear you. Uh-oh. I don't know what else. Is it better now? Because I'm driving. Yeah, it's better now. It's better now. Okay. How you doing, Walter and, and Julia? Hi, Oh, hey. Hey, I, I recognize the voices. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Sonia Brookings. Sonia Brookings. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing fine. How y'all doing? I like that discussion y'all had this morning. And, and, and you're right. We need to be careful because... This, all, all he's doing is making a race war. Um, and I think for the mere fact that African-Americans are highly educated these days, this is a way to stop that process. And by attacking the African-American um, AAP courses and by attacking our professors, and it goes on and on. This man is dangerous. He has no concern for the community at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, folks, for those of you who don't know, Sonia Brookings, and need to know this, Sonia Brookings is the candidate, one of our candidates for city council, uh, District 1, which is citywide. Is that correct? Yes. All right, all right. And we are, we are, you know, we, we, this, this is actually an opportunity for folks to understand that for the first time, there's, there's a, there's a historical point here. For the first time in city of Tampa history, City Council history. There's an opportunity for us to have three black women at the same time 
serving on city council, three black women. At the same time. At the same time. And two of which will be at large. Okay. Two of which will be at large. That's a really big deal. Um, and Sonia Brookings is one of these people. So you from you from East Ebor, right? From what well, they call East Ebor no, now, but I'm from the bottom. It's from the bottom. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> but we call it the bottom. <laughs> That's right. It's the bottom, baby. Yes, yes, yes. We're proud of that point. We're proud of that. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sonia. Um, like wants to say, I'm a Tampa girl. Been here most of my life, except when I went off to get my education and when I went to do some project work in Singapore and in um, East Africa. Other than that, I've been right here serving it, serving my community and doing what we need to do to make it better. So I'm running for city council, and, I, and the reason why is because city council is not reflective of the people it's serving. We need to change that. We need to get caught up with some of these other major cities. We're always talking about being progressive, and we're making, we're diversified, and we do all these things, but we're not doing that in our work. So we need to change city council and get some new opinions up there and, and some new solutions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we we got to do that. We got to get that done. Um, and 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 uh, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they get in contact with you to find out more about your campaign? They can go to my website www.soniabrookins.com. Okay, uh, www.soniabrookins.com, and that's S O N J A, correct? Yes. All right. All right. And that's Brookings, B-R-O-O-K-I-N-S. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, your daughter, your daughter, Star, uh, actually ran for judge. Yes, yeah, she ran for judge, um, I think, on her third time, and she came very close on the on the third, um, maybe the second time, maybe I have it wrong. She came very close, and they had to do a recount because her vote was so close, but... Um, we got to get out there and vote. That's the bottom line. Endorsements are not going to vote. Money are not. It's not going to vote. We have to literally get out there and vote by mail. Um, go to early voting sites and go on election day. That's the only way we're going to make change. Yeah, that, this this was a very low count uh, voting. This this is low. This is low. And usually during runoffs, people don't go back out to vote again. So let me tell you right now, uh, when they say elections have consequences, uh, you do remember when I ran last time, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, this, this, was, this right here makes a difference. This makes a very big difference. And unless you want more of the same, unless you want more of the same, man, don't, you know, don't vote. You know well, what I mean? This it, might be an it. opportunity to excite people, though. I mean, they have Get an opportunity for, to go and engage in a runoff. And uh, you could talk about some bold issues that really get people up in arms. And uh, I think connecting what's happening in Tampa to what's happening in the whole state is important. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That's if you right. want some new, new solutions, let's get out here and make a difference. That's right. That's right. So we're going to have a chance on what's the date again for uh, the election? The election is April 25th, and we know two weeks before that we have early um, voting that's going on. There are folks sitting in ballots now, I was told. Um, so, you know, the vote by mail is going on now. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, folks, Time get out there. Get woke and go vote. I'm trying right. to tell you. I like that. You like that? Good, get another T-shirt. Another T-shirt. Get right. vote and go vote. That's right. Uh, you know we're going to we're going to make certain that we are encouraging people to get out there and get it because we can. I mean, come on, man. You know, second round, second round. Okay, the fight ain't over. Right. Second round, the fight is not over. And you know, ain't no bail go. I ain't hear any bail. That's what Rocky said. I ain't hear no bail. Get out there and, and vote, folks. Get out there and vote. The, what, what's the date again? April 25th is the voting day. April 25th is voting day. You can vote before then, early voting. Um, Two weeks ahead of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the good thing about early voting, you can go to any precinct. You don't have to be 
um, tied down to a specific precinct. So you can go anywhere and vote, and most people like that better. Right. I know right. I do. Right, and this is nonpartisan. This is nonpartisan. Yeah, this is nonpartisan. So everybody can vote. If you reside in the city of Tampa, you can vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this is a citywide. This is a citywide part right here. So you'll be on everybody's ballot. That's right. You'll be on everybody's okay. ballot. Okay. All right. Now, um, who was sitting in that seat before? That was Joe Citro. Yep. That was there before. Yep. Right. So you will be. Uh, you hopefully will be replacing Joe Citro. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the cookies fall. Let's 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 see how it happens. Let's 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 see how it all falls. So, hey, listen, Sonia, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Okay, next week I'll be there. Okay. All right. So we'll see Sonia right. next week in studio. We get to learn more about Sonia and what her positions are on these issues that are most important to you right here in the city of Tampa. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you for taking my call, Doctor Brooks. It's wonderful having you with us. Wonderful. Okay, then. See All you right, later then. now. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. That's how they got me on the in the original vote is that I had to, I didn't know that I had to reapply or for early voting or mm-hmm. for absentee, vote by mail, rather. And uh, I wasn't able to vote because I didn't vote early, wasn't able to vote early or vote by mail. Right. But I fixed that. And now, because of thanks to the runoff, I have an opportunity to be enfranchised. So right, right. this is a that's a good thing about the runoff. Want to go back to the phone lines? Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. That's the number to call if you want to join Walter L. Smith II here on the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hello, hello. Yo, y'all can hear me? Yes, we can. What's going on, Walter Tulio? Oh, the Tulio. What's up? What's going on, What's going man? On, yeah. Member of the Fourth yeah, Estate. Yeah. Just came back from Morocco. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, nah, man. <laughs> nah, <laughs> man. I, I, I want to thank you, man, you and David, uh, for going out there and uh, representing our interests here in uh, in the Tampa Bay area. I mean, you know, going back to something you were talking about, um, you know, how, how we as activists and advocates and organizers, how we got to come together, um, you know, stay in your lane, but also come together where we fit in. I mean, it, it bears emphasizing that uh, climate justice, climate justice, and environmental justice. This is all encompassing, bro. You know what I mean? I That's mean, right. it, one way or another, it, it affects you. You know, um, you know, you know the studies we're looking at. Like, like these kids. Uh, let's so you know real quick. I'm trying to be brief. Two seventy five. You live in East Tampa. You live near two seventy five. Mm-hmm. Your house is on weatherized. You know, because uh, Hillsborough County has a porous air quality. All that pollution is getting into your home. And your kids are breathing that in, and it's affecting, and it's affecting the gray matter in their brains. And then you know, like this is a study uh, out of U Chicago, and, and then these kids get blamed for, uh, you know, they get thrown into uh, individual uh, uh, education plans and learning plans, and then they get uh, labeled with ADHD, and then they get getting put put on a path on a trajectory where they fail. And part of it is because of these environmental hazards. And then, you know, it intersects with food insecurity and social justice, economic justice. I mean, if these kids can't succeed, they can't uh, go to school, get a proper education. Then, of course, you know, generational wealth becomes uh, more difficult to um, acquire. So I just wanted to put that out there. While, and, um, you know, thank you and Mobili for, for bringing up these uh, these issues. And, yeah, everybody go vote on the 25th. Uh, you know, Dr. Brookins has my endorsement. Uh, Robin Lockett has my endorsement, and uh, Lynn Hertak has my endorsement. Everybody else, you you figure out for yourself. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, uh, just little, everybody. Uh, let me tell you, man. Smart brother, smart brother, come a long way, man. And just the coolest. Yeah, He's so cool. Yeah, man. It, it probably, listen, <laughs> might be one of the ones uh, here at the Congress. Boys here at the Princeton or Yale one. Oh, okay. It yeah, he's got, some, he got some. He's got some some choices out there. He just came back from Morocco, uh, out there with a heck of an experience out of Morocco, uh, a study abroad program out there through HCC, and HCC is doing big things oh, now. I like that study uh, abroad. Yeah. yeah, excellent, excellent opportunity uh, in the desert, bro. <laughs> in the desert, he's sitting up there on, on Facebook riding camels out there in the desert and yeah. uh, hanging out with a Tuareg out there, man. 
Hey, it was awesome. Right I, I, this, I, I was very proud to see if him. If you love history like I do, I would have enjoyed that experience. Oh, man. They went to ruin. It was, it was wild. It was, I mean, I, I lived vicariously through this brother. Yeah. I watched the videos, <laughs> and it was really great. It was really great. So shout out to the Tulio Mulatieri out there uh, doing big things. Thank you, Tulio. All right. So who we got next? 813-239-9663 is the number to call. All right, is DJ at WMNF.org. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. This is Chris Steiner, Clearwater. I was calling about uh, LULAC uh, and their environmental stance on an issue that just uh, was uh, made the public headlines uh, a couple weeks ago well, with water fluoridation. Um, and uh, Walter, I'll post this. I posted some of this information up on your page uh, a few minutes ago, but I'll uh, post the LULAC's uh, resolution they passed in September 2011 opposing water fluoridation, and it ties into the news a couple weeks ago where uh, Fluoride Action Network uh, finally, uh, by court order, um, got the National Toxicology Program, the NTP, to release its uh, review of uh, fluoride's neurotoxicity that was blocked by various agencies since May 2022. And, um, you know, according to 52 of the 55 studies, they found a decrease in child IQ with Increased uh, fluoride, water fluoridation, and uh, and it's um, it, uh, they also say that uh, it can have um, a five point decrease in the population's IQ, which would nearly double the number of people classified as intellectually d- disabled. And uh, some studies also pass on on uh, Dartmouth College showing how fluoride affects uh, blacks more negatively and uh, Hispanics, uh, Mexican Americans. And I think it's uh, even more than I think it's because uh, increased bone density because the fluoride ions are attracted to the minerals like calcium in the bones and become part of the bones. So uh, it's a way of turning uh, one ethnicity strength into a weakness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we, we studied uh, that quite a bit. Um, no, we're saying we studied that quite a bit. That's, that's, those are some very good points uh, because they're, uh, this is why it's important to know treatment standards. With water, we must know treatment standards. This is this is what the the whole the reason why pure was was tabled was taken off the table entirely is because well, they're it, adding it. They're not. It's not to treat the water. It's to treat the people, and that's why it, you know they needs to be stopped. So deliberately adding, you know, when they say they stop water fluoridation, they just stop adding extra fluoride. Of course, there's there's already some in there. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Well, fluoride is uh, this is a mineral. That occurs naturally, right, and is released from rocks into soil and water, and the air, but is also added to drinking water. Right, supplies as a public health measure for reducing cavities. Right, okay. and, 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 and and but some people put there, there have been studies that show there's too much of it that's been used right. in water supplies. Right, and you know what they're adding is the most harmful, the most toxic form, which is from phosphate mining. It's the industrial byproduct. You can look on the annual water quality analysis to show this, um, and that it's uh, the likely source of contamination for fluoride is from aluminum factories and industrial discharge uh, from fertilizer. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's from where the, the phosphate uh, fertilizer is one of the products of phosphate mining. But what they're adding is uh, aluminum. Uh, they're adding the most toxic form, not the natural form, which is the least toxic. The least toxic are things like uh, magnesium and calcium fluoride. And the second most toxic is from um, aluminum manufacturers, so sodium or stannous fluoride. And what they're adding to the water now these days is the most toxic form, which is from phosphate mining, silicofluorides or fluorosilicate. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's the third most toxic uh, element on the periodic table. Um and also, I wanted to add that, uh, you know, the, pointing out how they really don't care about our health uh, a point of action is that um, tomorrow, uh, the uh, Florida Environmental and Natural Resources is hearing SB 1258. Um, that was just heard last week, five days ago. But um, it's uh, to allow the spreading of the phosphogypsum from phosphate mining in the roadways, <laughs> just like uh, EPA had passed a rule in 2020, and then in 2021, they repealed that self-appointed rule. Uh, I don't see if there's any concern for the public health why they'd be using radioactive waste 
which is also, by the way, in the silicofluoride, the fluorosilicates being added to our drinking water, along with hundreds of heavy metals and other toxins. Uh, why are they adding this to our roadway? Right. So, uh, I encourage folks to check out um, that hearing. Uh, contact Senator Jason Pizzo, uh, who's been supporting it. Uh, it's SB 1258, and a lot of the other uh, legislators are in the links. Um, the other phone numbers are in the links on uh, what I posted on your page, Walter. So okay. they can Thank uh, you. refer to that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Because let me tell you, the, the same thing goes with, with coal ash. You know, that, that stuff's been used on roadways, and it leaches out. It's toxic. It's very toxic. This is another thing that may, makes the Republicans and what specifically uh, you know who and you know <laughs> the other one. They talk about deregulation. This is why you don't want deregulation. You need to, to keep a watchdog on What's going in the water, especially if you claim it's being used for something good, like fluoride. Mm -hmm. So you need regulation, just like we had two banks crash, rich folks' banks crashed. You know, the Silicon Valley Bank and the Signature Bank, which was mostly crypto. These rich folks lost their money, but it still recognized the fact that we need regulation Absolutely. of these banks. We got one more call in about four more minutes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go ahead, Carly. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wonderful topic. Wonderful topic this morning. Thank you. Thank you. This is Yvette Lewis, president of the NAACP. Madam President, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I am doing great. And despite that I do live in the state of Florida, listen, I'm going to just hit it and, and quit it in the spirit of Brother Jarvis, what he would say. <laughs> You know, we, we're talking about the banning of, of African-American studies and AP courses. You're talking about the banning of books. We're talking about um, not saying the word diversity, equity, and inclusion in the state of Florida. We're talking about um, removing elective officials that have been elected by the people in the state of Florida. We're talking about the state of Florida is in a crisis now. And that's why I am so proud that the NAACP Florida State Conference took a stand and passing the motion to send it to national to request for a travel advisory for the state of Florida. People need to know how the conditions are in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, they, they really need to do it. And, and, and public education, as I said before, is, is more than critical for this. It, it, we got to get it done. And it's going to take all of us to come together and actually do the workshops, do the, you know, the churches. You know, listen, you're, you're going to be the center of everything for this community, especially. And, the, you know, so churches, please. You know, open up your doors. Open up your doors. Let's have the conversation in your fellowship halls. Let's have the conversation in your in your uh, main halls. Whatever it is, let's have it. Because, you know, we have resources in our, in our own community. You are a resource. And we look to you for that resource. So please, churches, please uh, help us to get this public education out. Pastors, from your pulpit, you have a, a you have a a captive audience, a captive audience. It's your time to actually to actually help to educate people on these issues. And by educating people on these issues, you are you are saving souls. You are saving yeah. souls. You know, in, in the words, let's quote Fannie Lou Hamer: "When people like sick and tired of being sick and tired, they get up and do something." So it's time for us to do something. This man is threatening school board with removing school board members just because, you know, mm -hmm. so we look at all of that. But let's take it locally because elections matter, correct? That's right. Let's go back to um, the environment and locally. You know, we have so many developers here that are erasing our green footprint here. And in East Tampa, we're losing a lot of trees. We're losing a lot of greenness in East Tampa. And, you know, the city is selling it to the highest bidder. Right. So, Elections have consequences, and, and, and that's why I'm so glad that you're talking about environmental studies this time 
uh, on the radio because we need to say something uh, to stop this here. So we got to, we got to, we got Brother to. Brother Walter, you keep up the good fight, and I'm gonna stay on my fight too as well. Let's do it. Let's do it, sis. Let's do it. Thank you, Madam right, President. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, folks, we're out of time. We're out of time. We had an outstanding show today. Thank you all uh, for listening. Please listen next week to the Sunday Forum. And as always, this is Walter L. Smith II saying, from my voice to the radio wave, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Post Martin Hootenanny is coming your way next here on WMNF Tampa. in Washington. I'm Giles Snyder. At least 25 people are dead in Mississippi and one in Alabama after a tornado ripped through the region Friday night. NPR's Joe Hernandez reports that state and federal emergency response